Uh, welcome to this second video on the Lord's Supper. Uh, we hope that you found the first video on what the Lord's Supper is uh, helpful. Uh, this video is aimed at helping us understand how we're to take the Lord's Supper. Uh, in the first video, Matt largely asked me questions. Uh, in this video, I'm largely going to ask Matt the question. And we hope to move through uh, three different things, really. That we should come to the Lord's Supper, um, who should come to the Lord's Supper, and then finally, that sort of how we should come to the Lord's Supper. So Matt, we should come? Yeah, let's, let's come to that. So, uh, yes, Luke 22, verse 19, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. And so Christians um, down the ages have, um, have rightly taken that to mean that we're to keep sharing uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, it's a command of Jesus, which is why we're, we're eager to reintroduce um, sharing the Lord's Supper uh, as a church. We, we don't think we can delay um, much longer, given what he, he says. Um, but it also means, yeah, the invitation is to, is to come. So um, as in, if we are present when the Lord's Supper is, is being um, shared, we are to come, we are to draw near with faith, is the language that's used in, in our service, we're to eat and, and to drink. Now there may be situations where it's right to, to hold back, um, we can think about that later, I think they're few and far between for the believer, the whole weight is that we're, that we're to come. Um, but if we are unable to be present, it's really important to hear that we're absolutely not cut off from Christ because our, our union with him, we thought about that phrase in Christ recently, our union, it is not dependent on the Lord's Supper. So if we, um, if we restart the Lord's Supper around Easter and for whatever reason and we're not able to um, be there, it's not right for us to come back because of, of COVID, then um, we're, we're not second-class Christians. Um, in the same way that in the past, you know, maybe we're sharing the Lord's Supper here, but someone was away on holiday, mm. and so they weren't present. We wouldn't have thought that they were a second-class Christian um, because of, of that. But a, a word for those who, who may um, be still at home when we restart the Lord's Supper, just a word for how you can engage. Um, do uh, join in the songs, the, the, the prayers, um, and do uh, enjoy Jesus, in, in other words, as, as you read the liturgy. And we want to be aware of you at home as, as we uh, eat and drink here. And we can think about that in a bit. So that's, that's the first thing. We, we should come. We're to come. Great. That's really helpful, Matt. Um, we should come. Who's that we? You know, right. Who is it that's meant to say? Is it, is it for anyone? Can, um, is it for non-Christians? Is there anyone that shouldn't come? Who, yeah. who, should, who should be coming? Well, it's, it's a gift for repentant uh, sinners. Um, so someone who's publicly professing to be uh, a Christian. Uh, here at Christchurch, we don't have an age limit uh, on that, but there's wisdom with um, with our children, and that's what the third video is going to be about, just to help us to think that uh, through. So it's for repentant sinners, um, not for perfect uh, people. Um, a Christian is not a perfect person. I think of 1 Corinthians, which is, you know, Paul is writing to Corinth, and if you know anything about that letter, you know that that is a church that is riddled with, with sin and problems and and all sorts of, of stuff. So it's it's for those who are, are repentant sinners. You shared something with me that 
just before, which was helpful. Yeah, so just early in my Christian life, um, uh, as I was taking the Lord's Supper, regularly one week I decided not to, um, basically because I was just felt really guilty about having been sinning in the week. I felt rubbish that I wasn't good enough to come to the Lord's Lord's table. And my dad was one of the people that was serving the Lord's Supper. And he noticed that I hadn't come up. And I imagine that he'd sort of gone, mm, I wonder why. And and he came and asked me afterwards, um, sometime later that day, asked me, why, why didn't you come? And my answer was, well, I'm just not good enough. I just didn't feel good enough because of my sin. My dad just said some great stuff to me, you know, just... It's not for perfect people. Mm. It's for people like me and you who know that they've sinned and are trusting Jesus. And so ever since then, I've known actually, yeah, I was totally welcome to come to the table. Um, mm. Because I, I was someone that was gutted about my sin. Mm. I, I wanted Jesus to forgive me. Mm. So in fact, he was the host of the, the supper and was saying, come. So come. You, you, on reflection, you think that wasn't the right move because you were, you were repentant. Yeah, so I should have yeah. I should have gone to the table. Yeah. That's right. So as you say, it's the it's the Lord who's the host. Our Redeemer longs to welcome repentant sinners to to the table, not on the basis of our performance that week, but on the basis of His finished work on yeah. on on the cross. Yeah, <laughs> That's so good, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it is great. Uh, a word then for who it's who it's not for. So that's who it's for. It's yeah. repentant sinners. Who it's who it's not for. It's not for people in in open, unrepentant um, sin. Um, uh, and it's not for those who aren't Christians, that who haven't repented, wouldn't acknowledge themselves to be sinners. That's why um, elders or ministers of a, of a church um, protect the table. Sometimes it's called fencing uh, the, the table, such that one act of, of church discipline, loving discipline, it's always got to be loving church discipline, is to say to someone, we, um, we don't think it's appropriate for you, given how you're living, which is you know contrary to what the Bible says, for you to take the Lord's Supper right now, you know, as, a, as an example, you know, um, someone who, a man who would be known to us who's you know hitting his wife, if there's a situation like that, um, and he was unrepentant, would want to speak to him and say, actually, this isn't right for you, and and in the Bible, uh, one Corinthians makes clear that 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 would be for that person's good, um, God does that, we enact that um, to, to wake that person up, mm. to, to protect us, to turn us back to God, because Paul in, in 1 Corinthians says it's, it's very possible to drink judgment upon oneself, and he says that's why in Corinth some were sick and, and some had, had, had died. So if, if that situation occurred, it would be loving to, to say this isn't the right thing for you at the moment. Turn back to God, turn back. So there's something up on that. That's really helpful. I, that must be very a very hard situation to be in, but it's good to hear that it's not. It is for loving you. So uh, we should come. Who it's for? Who it's not for? Yeah. Um, how should we come? How how do we do that? Now? Yeah, I've been helped to think about just different directions that we might um, look. I'm just going to rattle through five directions that we look. I'm not saying that that we we have to remember all of this or hold it in mind or where am I meant to be looking. I, but let me lay them out, and, and I think I hope we'll find these helpful. They're metaphorical, look. Yes, well. thank you. Yeah, they are. Look, firstly, uh, we're, we're to look back. Um, we're to look back. So in the gospel accounts, Jesus says, "Break bread and share wine in remembrance of me." And Paul in one Corinthians uses the same uh, words. We're to um, 
uh, do this in remembrance of Jesus. Mm. In other words, we're to look back to the cross where, where Jesus died. And as we do that, we're, we're holding in the Lord's Supper to the sign that God has given us of, of his new covenant with us. We're, we're um, trusting that God has forgiven us on the basis of his promise to, to do so. Um, that little phrase, an act of remembrance, or to do it in remembrance, um, it's just worth pausing on for a second, I think, because that suggests that it's not about little old me doing the remembering myself. I think I've gone wrong here in the past and put way too much pressure on myself to be able to, you know, remember or visualize it or dig some, you know, moving feeling out of my, my heart. And look, sometimes that may come and sometimes it, it doesn't. But the effect or the benefit of the Lord's Supper is not dependent upon um, my ability to stir up my emotions. We're, we're freed from, mm. from that, that, that pressure. Rather, um, Christ's finished work is remembered in an act of remembrance, in the very act of sharing the Lord's Supper and doing that, you know, week by week, month by month by month. Mm. So we're to, that's the first one, we're to look back. Looking back. Um, and then where else are we to go? So yeah. that's that way. Look within, look within. So um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 28 to 29, on a couple of occasions, he says, examine yourselves. I think that's got a couple of parts. Um, firstly, um, are we repentant? That would be a part of examining uh, ourselves. So certainly it's a good thing to examine ourselves, to look back over the week, to confess our sin um, as it comes to mind. But I think there's a second part, which is um, examine, are we in right relationship with, with our church family, with mm. other Christians uh, around us? Uh, in Corinth, people were turning up at the Lord's Supper, which sounds like it was in the context of a meal, and they were just getting drunk, and they were gorging themselves on the food, and others were going hungry from the church family. And Paul rebukes them and says, examine yourselves. You're not, you're not discerning the body of the church family, and, and you need uh, to... So we need to we need to bear that in mind. Um, you know, are there divisions amongst us that we're a part of in the church that we need to um, examine and turn from? You know, have we fallen out with a brother or a sister? Um, Rough PCC meeting, perhaps. Okay, yeah, something something like that. You know, um, and you know, there's there's um, there's tension between us and a brother or a sister. Worth. I think it's right that we seek them out, that we make peace. We know the Lord's Supper is going to be shared on Sunday. We pick up the phone on Friday or Saturday and we say, I'm really sorry, I think you know, I was a bit off to you. Please forgive me. And we want to have a culture where we acknowledge that we're sinners. And that makes the Lord's Supper even more precious when we, we sit and we look across and we're at peace with that brother or sister and we know we both sit at the foot of the cross together, both in need of, of forgiveness. So we're to examine ourselves. Um, perhaps in, a, in our circles there is a danger to take that too far to over-examine ourselves if I can put it that way there's maybe a danger of, of making the Lord's Supper very morose or introspective so I think we need to guard against an introspection and examining ourselves that, that becomes sort of too turned in on ourselves and that's the helpful thing where people say you know for every one look at inside at ourselves, you know um, Ten looks up at Jesus, look up at Jesus, our, our generous host and, and, and saviour. So that's the second thing. Uh, we look back, um, we, what was that one I just did? Uh, look within. We look within, look sorry, within. it's gone. Third, we look up. Thirdly, yeah, yeah. we, we, we look up. Um, so many evangelicals would, would, 
would say that um, the Lord's Supper is just an act of remembrance. That's a, clearly a legitimate view. Evangelicals in the past and today hold that view. Um, as I look at the scriptures, particularly at the, the language of participation in, in 1 Corinthians, it seems to suggest that there's more going on, that, that as well as remember, the remembrance, we're also enjoying communion with um, the Lord Jesus, who, who's in heaven that we feed on him in our hearts by faith is, is the language that we use in, in, uh, in, in our church. And so there's a point in the liturgy that we use where we're encouraged to lift up our hearts. We, we lift up our hearts, we look up to heaven and uh, we remember that Christ is there and that the primary direction of, of the Lord's Supper is from God to us, blessing us and we receive all that he's done with, with thanks. So. That's, that's then the looking up um, what's next on so, our looking journey? Yeah, so we're nearly there. Um, fourthly, look around. Um, look mm. around. Um, can I be honest? Sometimes the Lord's Supper can feel a bit socially awkward. Um, you know, there's the choreography <laughs> of, of, you know, who's eating when. Um, you know, we're worried about dropping the glass, the, uh, the cup as we pass it on to, to others. Sometimes, literally, we're, we're not, you know, sure where to look. Uh, the atmosphere can feel you know, solemn, we're worried about disturbing each other's sort of private moment with Jesus, if I could put it that way. Jesus intended this to be a communal meal. I mean, it, very often it would have just been within a, a, a meal among the church family. Um, and meals by their nature aren't particularly, you know, they're not silent. Mm. Um, and so I, I think for us that means we, you know, we don't, it doesn't have to be silent, we don't have to whisper um, uh, th there aren't rules, if I can put it that way. I, I probably grew up thinking that there were lots of rules, and if I got it wrong, then I'd break it for everyone else. And that's going to be important for parents as we help our children, as we're in together to do this, just to think about. We don't want them um, thinking that, you know, this feels a bit like a sort of a, a funeral. We want it to feel more like a celebration of what Jesus mm. uh, has done. Of course, we don't want to you know, give each other the giggles and stuff like that, but it's, it's more than acceptable, in other words, to, to catch one another's eyes, and to look around, you know, to, to smile. Yeah. You know. I, I love looking around during, during the Lord's okay. Supper. I love it. Like, um, whether it's looking at, you know, I look, look at my mum and dad, and there they are taking the Lord's Supper, or my father-in-law, or my wife, or, or people that have been in the youth groups that I've taught, and here they are as adults mm. taking the Lord's Supper, trusting the Lord Jesus. There's, there's someone over there who's been here for longer than I've been alive, mm. and they're still trusting the Lord Jesus. I love yeah. it, mm. seeing us all mm. come sharing in, sharing in, in Him. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. So the, the language of that that's used is discerning the body. That's what Paul, Paul says. And we want to be aware, as I said, you know, especially of those who are uh, at home and not able to be with us. We long for the day when we're together. But in, in the meantime, you know, we, we want to be thinking about it. You were at home, you know, maybe even looking up the, up the camera to discern yeah. um, the, 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 the body in that sense. Look, the last one then is to, is to, look, is to look forward. Um, so at the last uh, supper in Matthew 26 in the account there, Jesus says, I won't drink uh, wine, the fruit of the vine, until we share it again in the kingdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians 11, um, 26, um, uh, we're told that we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, every supper is a foretaste of the heavenly banquet that's still to come. 
Um, it's a great thought, isn't it? We're one week closer each week to, to that great celebration, the marriage supper um, of, of the Lamb. And I think that means that we'd do well to make the Lord's Supper feel more like a, you know, a wedding banquet or at least an engagement party um, than, a, than a funeral. And of course, there's something somber about the Lord's Supper. We're remembering the death of the Lord Jesus. We don't want to be light and frivolous about it. But there's joy as well, you know, serious joy, if we could put it that way. There's a there's celebration of what God has done because our God has forgiven us. Our God has united us to Christ. Our God has put us in the family uh, with his people. Our God has given us wonderful hope. And so it's a joyful celebration of what God has done. And, and the meal is a great gift from us, a great blessing from, from him to us hmm. that we might enjoy together. So can we... Should you recap those? So yeah, we look right. back. Uh, back, up. No, back within, up, around, forward. forward yeah. Now, as I said, we're not. You know, we don't have to hold all of those in our mind each time. There's no. There's good, not a test. I'm not that good. <laughs> there's not. There's not a test. But you know, we might drop that in occasionally just to remind us. I found that helpful to think. What should I be thinking about now? What will be helpful? And those five things have helped frame frame that for, for me. Great. Anyway, I've gone on too long. What's um, <laughs> What's the next video? Thanks, Matt. That's um, really helpful, really helpful. The last video, video number three, is really aimed at helping um, families think through how to engage in the Lord's Supper. We've said we don't have an age limit on who can take the Lord's Supper, but we want to be wise because they need to be able to discern the body and, and be publicly professing. What does that look like? Um, yeah, so we'll be thinking about being wise in that, but also a few practicalities about engaging with the Lord's Supper. What sort of questions will they ask? What do we think about noise? Hopefully you'll have heard, it's fine. Um, but that's what video number three will be about. Great. Until then, see you soon.